Bagnall, FireEye's Vice President for Email Security, joined us for conversations on the FireEye Ion Security Podcast. Today, Ken is back and we'll discuss the evolving threat landscape, our recent announcement about how we're reimagining the traditional secure email gateway, and our intellectual property behind FireEye technologies for detecting advanced threats others miss. Ken, welcome. Uh, what, what trends are you seeing related to email-based cyber attacks? Thanks, Chris. It's uh, good to be back. So the main things that uh, we are seeing is, again, uh, impersonation uh, attacks are growing in uh, variety. Uh, it's definitely become a wide, widely used uh, tactic for not just the uh, CEO fraud that we, that we saw uh, a couple of years ago, but in a more general sense to deliver uh, phishing emails uh, as well. Uh, and then supply chain impersonation is something that is uh, growing in commonality. Uh, there's also a large increase in uh, credential phishing pages. So with the rise in, in cloud usage, uh, people are really targeting, uh, trying to get credentials for people's, people's logins for those. Uh, so they're, they're, they're some of the main things we're seeing. Uh, in reality, on the, on the secure email gateway, uh, you know, only about 32% of email uh, passes through as clean. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, generally unwanted email uh, and a, a much smaller percentage of that is what we would consider uh, an advanced threat uh, or something that is that is uh, definitely malicious. Uh, so we we would, you know, draw a clear distinction between those two things, uh, particularly if we're going to be alerting a SOC team, um, you know, making sure they're not dealing with alerts that uh, are not critical and important to them is is an important part of what we do as well. Um, so they're, they're, they're the main things we're seeing. The supply chain impersonation is a particularly interesting one um, because uh, we see this in large enterprises where um, people are going after large payouts and they put an awful lot of uh, time and effort into uh, these types of impersonation emails where they uh, are impersonating people who are in your supply chain uh, as well as maybe the organization itself uh, with uh, lookalike domains uh, to insert themselves in the conversation, uh, and we've seen we've seen a lot of uh, interesting uh, emails around that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I was, um, you know, looking at the, the you know Gartner's definition of a secure email gateway. Um, you know, you have to have impersonation detection to count under their definition. And I know on the FireEye intelligence side, we've seen a big uptick over. The past year or two, and adversaries that are uh, either leveraging, you know, compromised accounts from outside of uh, your network, or uh, they're just impersonating someone you do business with. Um, you know, if you've got uh, uh, accounts receivable, or if they're expecting a bill to be paid, for example, probably the best example is North Korea's targeting of banks. Right? They've you know attempted to exfiltrate tens or hundreds of millions of dollars at a pop from some of these big banks. That requires at some level impersonating, you know, senior executives at those banks, right? So absolutely, yeah. uh, I'm curious. I'm curious because you drew a distinction, but how does FireEye email security address behavior that's not, you know, malicious at a software level, but that you know, when a human being looks at the overall operation, obviously it's unauthorized or it's a it's an attempt to do something malicious, but at the software level, it, it it's there's nothing to detect. How, how does 
the gateway work on um, operations like that? Yeah, so we actually have a very broad range of tools that uh, look at uh, impersonation um, facets of an email. So uh, we have to take into account uh, the relationship with domains in the past. Um, the type of fraud you're talking about is conversation-based fraud, right? So it's uh, very dependent on the reply to address because the attacker has to get the email back to them. Uh, so what that reply to domain is, uh, is pretty critical. So when people first set up CEO fraud and that, it used to be a free mail type reply to address. But uh, over time, uh, a lot of these uh, lookalike domains that are registered uh, are in the, in, in the reply to field. So that's pretty interesting. But for us, we would, we would be looking at, you know, when a domain was registered because uh, a common a common technique is to register domain and send something within uh, a few minutes or hours uh, in order to um, evade other security companies. Um, but we'd, look, we'd have particular, particular tooling around that to look for uh, newly existing domains, uh, then you know, uh, domains that have been observed in traffic before. Uh, what's the normal relationship with a domain? Uh, these are some of the things that we take into account. Obviously, we also look at other facets like uh, intent and language uh, and these types of things as well. But um, it does take that type of broad toolkit to uh, narrow down these techniques, uh, you know, as well as the, the critical factors that are looking to the fact that people are uh, seeing these emails on a mobile device. So uh, friendly display names, uh, impersonating the first and last name of executives uh, and that type of thing. Um, some people, I, I guess, would in, would just uh, focus in on that as uh, impersonation emails, but we would look at a much broader range um, because if you if you do just narrow down on one particular type like that, uh, it's 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 really not enough uh, because it is it's a constantly evolving technique. So you do need all the email threat intelligence tools that uh, I've described, some of them there, that cast a light really on uh, who is sending this email. Uh, you know, even back to the name servers, it's these domains are registered on, etc. Uh, they all have to be kind of taken into account in what we deem to be actionable information uh, that we can apply to live traffic as it passes through. Um, so in a way, we're kind of automating the process of what a security analyst would do, you know, pivoting back through the domain, back to the name servers, et cetera, uh, and uh, applying uh, our intelligence to that uh, on the email passing through and then, and then picking these up. Um, so that's, uh, that's kind of how we deal with uh, impersonation. So that, that, that helps us with the, the other type of impersonations as well. Uh, because, uh, you know, supply chain impersonations will also fall into those categories um, with, you know, domains that have been specifically registered for the, for the task uh, and uh, using our email intelligence to um, identify uh, those domains in the emails is, is really important uh, into, into how we catch these. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know I, um, you know, it, it at FireEye, I work just down the hallway from our uh, security team, and I, I know they've uh, had a lot of good things to say about the tool set. Um, you know, I'm curious, you know, in my world, uh, on the intelligence side, it's all problems. I often joke I'm sort of FireEye's chief problems officer. 
uh, you actually get to develop solutions. Uh, so I, I'm curious, you know, what makes our secure email gateway um, different? You know, what, this tool set, how is it different from, from what we were using before or from what competitors have? Yeah, I guess our approach has been almost the inverse of other email security products. Uh, so uh, traditional email security products started as, you know, an anti-spam front end. Uh, and then as time went on, they tried to deal with the more complex problems. Uh, so they would have been focused on uh, creating, you know, routing options and uh, a lot of kind of features for the messaging team. While we have always been uh, very security focused and focused on the security team as as our customer. Uh, so we started at the other end. We started with the more uh, complex problems of trying to identify uh, new malicious attachments and reaching all the way back uh, with our controlled live mode and seeing, uh, you know, what was actually happening uh, and coming down from the command and control center. Uh, so always trying to reach back to who is sending this uh, as opposed to being kind of a general uh, blocker of unwanted traffic. We want to know a little bit more. So our approach was different in the first place. Uh, and then because of our uh, history and uh, how the company has evolved with, uh, you know, the Mandiant Incident Response Team and the Eyesight Threat Intelligence Teams, um, bringing in that information and trying to automate uh, processes uh, as if we were security analysts in a way um, has just made us evolve completely differently. It's, uh, you know, uh, it's like we were on a on a separate island of <laughs> email development to uh, the other companies, uh, and therefore we've come out with uh, very different ways of doing things, uh, which is which is quite hard to find. Really, there are a lot of uh, solutions that have ended up being very similar. So finding a company that does have uh, a completely different outlook and therefore looking at different things, creating their own. Email threat intelligence, uh, which you know they know to be uh, relevant and pertinent uh, in making their decisions, it's it's led us to a very different place. So our impersonation detection is is um, you know outperforming uh, everybody. We have threat intelligence that we gather from the front line. So the uh, the uh, incident response teams uh, bring in everything that's new to us. The uh, intelligence teams. Uh, bring us what they see, and when they see new APT groups uh, in action, uh, they get that into us and we get into the product. Um, the advanced threat protection was always our uh, our primary focus, so uh, we have an entire labs team uh, dedicated to identifying credential phishing sites on the fly uh, using a number of machine learning plugins. Uh, and then tools that security teams uh, like to see, we're focused on making those things available to them. Uh, so, such as custom Yara rules is available, you know, both in our cloud and uh, and server edition of email security. Uh, so that's that's kind of how we have ended up uh, in the position where we are, where we're very different. Um, so the first thing was the difficult to catch things, uh, and then it was easier for us to evolve into the uh, you know, spam and virus area uh, layered on top of that. Um, 
So it's, it's put us in a very good place. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it sounds a lot like you're countering, you know, the the person rather than just, you know, the the technology. If that makes any sense, or you know, I think a lot of email solutions are sort of um, like having a sprinkler system in your building in case there's a fire. But you guys sound like you're much more combating the arsonist. If that's a, a fair analogy, that's actually a great analogy. Um, so uh, one of the analogies I use, uh, which make May, uh, I don't know if this makes it simpler or harder to understand, <laughs> is uh, there's a, there was a, a story called Plato's Cave uh, by Plato where you know people were, yeah. were, were chained facing a wall and they could only see the shadows. Uh, and email, email security is like that. You know, our customers can only see the shadows and they're trying to decide whether this is valid or not just based on looking at that. And really what we're doing is looking behind them at the object that is casting the shadow. Uh, so, yes, your analogy is, is actually perfectly correct. That, that is our focus. Uh, and it's, it's, yeah. an, it's an important one because we want to get that information into a central security platform for the security team to use uh, along with the information they have from their other security products. So, you know, they know who is coming after them. Uh, and the the other indicators of compromise that are important in the decisions they make. Uh, so it, it's not just a matter of blocking unwanted traffic getting to them. It is trying to identify who is trying to get to them. No, that's great. I went with a, a first responder analogy, and uh, uh, you went with high philosophy. So no, I think that, that you definitely have the <laughs> the high ground there. Um, you know, so, something else you said that that I thought was was interesting, or you just touched on. Um, you know, where a lot of our intelligence is feeding on uh, the products and services side, which is automation. You mentioned how you're automating a lot of what, you know, the best analysts would do. I know that we've displaced um, 200 email security uh, competitors uh, last year. Uh, I'm wondering kind of what the response was for that or what your experience has been replacing uh, some of our competitors whenever they've gone with our secure email gateway instead. And uh, I'm especially curious about how the the automation elements have played out, how enterprises are responding to to some of those automated tools that we provide that I guess they probably weren't getting before. Yeah, so it, it, it's, a, it's a large difference for the customer. So particularly with our type of customer, okay, because we're very focused on large enterprises and government. And uh, generally, they, they do want a little bit more information. And... I think the feeling is that they were actually losing information by having a, you know, secure email gateway layer that wasn't trying to take that into consideration, wasn't trying to gain any information from what was coming in. It, it, it was more a matter of just getting rid of the traffic that was coming in. While we want to know uh, what the whole story is. Um, so being able to, use their traffic to give them more information about their traffic is important, you know, uh, in terms of this is a domain that is newly observed in email traffic. That's worth knowing. Um, the fact that uh, this domain is just registered or how old it is, um, you know, information about uh, the name server that this uh, domain is registered to, uh, the, things that, the things that we take into account that uh, are important in trying to, gather that up and give it to the customer uh, it's a big difference if you are giving the customer all this information as opposed to just uh, getting rid of email for them 
because it's uh, it's annoying. Um, the more information you give the customer, the better. Uh, but one of the more, more important things there, and, and, and I think what a lot of customers appreciate is the fact that we have built up, uh, really, we, we call this the FireEye innovation cycle, but it's um, it's a very kind of reality in our working lives about how we operate in here. So, you know, we have that information coming in from the incident response teams. We have information coming in from the threat intelligence teams. Um, and we also have information coming in from the customers um, that feed feed this cycle we have of continual change. Uh, because trying to change as fast as possible is what makes a good uh, email security uh, service. Like if you want to measure your email security service, it's not the amount of buttons and menus and stuff that's in it. It's it's the rate of change. Uh, and that is what we work really hard on is making sure that we are changing at an incredible pace and staying in front on the detection front and not getting, uh, you know, sidelined or distracted by trying to do uh, email management services or, or something that will take away from the, the, the most important things that we give our customers. Um, so we want to detect what's happening and feed the customer information uh, about that uh, and as much context uh, around that as possible. Um, so, so it sounds like you're you're not just using, you know, the intelligence that my guys produce on the Intel side, but you're actually sort of producing it based on what's in the customer network, like customer specific intelligence. Yeah, we do. So, I mean, we've uh, just in the last year, uh, we have built another eight email intelligence uh, feeds ourselves, uh, you know, and uh, we've patents pending on a number of them. And, you know, this this year we'll just we, we will uh, keep. Uh, making more of them, and they are they are all based off the um, idea of automating what a security analyst would do and uh, would look up, and then we create these actionable information that we can make decisions on the, the live traffic, and it works incredibly well. Uh, so, for example, if you take our statistics on um, you know where we are installed on server edition as uh, and an advanced threat service behind somebody else's secure email gateway, we'd pick up uh, 14,000 on average um, false negatives uh, coming through that comp- competitor per customer per month, right? Uh, when we are, so we've done uh, proofs of value where we go in for the full stack behind somebody else. So they use our impersonation and uh, uh, antivirus and anti-spam. We pick up about four hundred and fifty thousand uh, for the same size customer per month. Uh, so That's there's incredible. a there's a an enormous amount of uh, missed traffic, and that 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 kind of range of impersonation tactics that are used, uh, it's important to identify. Uh, and I think a lot of companies have missed the boat on this. They're not. They're not really uh, blocking that stuff, so they, they may have some marketing information available about how they're dealing with uh, impersonation emails or something, but um, we know from these proof of values that uh, it's not happening in the, in, in the real world, and uh, we hear it in the market a lot. People are trying to deal with this situation, and uh, it's, 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 it's leaking through uh, everyone. So um, I think the, the work we've done in the last year is definitely uh, – pretty important and it's making a it's making a big difference 
Yeah, I, so I, I'm assuming that's part of why uh, we won the 2018 CRN Tech Innovator Award in the security email category. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, so we actually won that specifically for the work of our labs, our labs team on our advanced URL defense. So we have this incredible uh, team here in FireEye, uh, FireEye Labs, and uh, they are the ones who, uh, for example, for us do that work on uh, identifying phishing pages on the, on, the, on the fly as email traffic passes through. So being able to uh, dynamically assess a page and uh, see that it's a credential phishing page. Uh, and when we've a number of machine learning uh, modules developed uh, and introduced uh, even in the last uh, 12 months uh, and another one being introduced again this month. So that constant, uh, constant innovation from that team, uh, you know, they were, they were a very worthy uh, winner of this award because um, it's been an incredible performance in what is a very difficult area to work in. And um, I think a lot of people have put out solutions that just don't have the capability to change as quickly as the uh, as the innovations from the attacker, uh, because we are seeing just an incredible uh, an incredible rate of change on the attacker front in in how they're getting credential phishing pages through, uh, and making sure that uh, that we stay on top of that is a, is a tough a tough job. So. Um, that team who who do that work uh, really are responsible for that uh, 2018 CRN Tech Innovator Award, and it's a it's a it's a tough one to win. Uh, you know, there was 300 products uh, evaluated across different 34 different technology categories, uh, and they had uh, you know a very very good judging panel, uh, and they looked at different criteria like technological advancement, uh, uniqueness of features, and potential to help solution providers uh, solve end users, IT challenges. Uh, so it was, it was a great one to win. Uh, it's, you know, one of the ones that we'd be very proud to win because it's, it's well put together and uh, they do some serious evaluation of the different entries. So uh, we're very happy with that. I bet. Yeah. Well, well-deserved. Uh, so since you said the magic word machine learning, uh, I'm not going to pretend to be a machine learning expert, but I, I work with, uh, a lot of people who are like yourself and uh, your team. Uh, so I, one of the things that I always hit on and, and want to ask about is, you know, one of the keys to machine learning that I hear from a lot of people isn't just the smart algorithm. It's also the data that you can train it on, right? So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the sort of malicious data that we have that others don't that we're able to train our machine learning algorithms for email on. Uh, what's what's the training data set look like at FireEye? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting question from a couple of directions. So um, one, yes, we do a lot of uh, a lot of uh, machine learning, and we do have uh, a continuous uh, pipeline of new machine learning plugins that we use at different points uh, in the security product. Uh, and uh, yes, we do have a very large uh, amount of training data, but I think there's a couple of things about machine learning that maybe people don't touch on, which are really critically important. Uh, one is like it, it, it can often be used as this kind of marketing uh, terminology uh, without any, yeah. without any depth behind it. Someone says, "Oh yeah, we have a thing; it uses machine learning, so it's magic." 
Um, but <laughs> in reality, you know, machine learning codifies what has happened in the past, right? So if you do not have the correct feedback loops automatically ingrained in it when you develop it, it comes out of sync over time. Uh, so you have to have two types of uh, feedback loops, really. One is, uh, you know, automated uh, feedback loops that are auto-correcting it. Uh, but the other is to have um, is to have actual human intervention uh, possible, particularly when we are talking about uh, email security. So again, you know, us taking information from uh, what is happening uh, on the front lines and seeing that there is something new, that there is a new technique where they have always removed the two line of an email or something. Uh, and knowing to introduce that to the machine learning model uh, and intervene at different points. These things are important and, and something that no one, no one talks about. It's like if you, if you leave the human out of it, it sounds cooler. But actually, uh, if you can bring the human into it, it becomes more accurate. Uh, so that's, uh, I guess that's my point of view on machine learning. Uh, you know, it is it is important. Yeah, absolutely. That, no, I, I absolutely feel that way on the uh, on the intelligence side. You're always going against you know another human being who's trying to innovate, right? You're not you're not just going against a, a naturally occurring phenomenon. Yeah, um, yeah. So, um, so I, I'm I'm curious. You told me speaking of sort of machine learning and training on what's happened in the past. Uh, look forward for me a little bit. What's coming next for for FireEye Secure Email Gateway and uh, where where is the email security team going? Uh, so currently, we're doing a lot of work on native API integration to um, uh, cloud email services, uh, so Office three sixty five and G Suite. Uh, we're doing uh, large uh, geographical expansions, so uh, we're rolling out a a Asia Pacific uh, data center in Japan. Um, so that is pretty important. Uh, we're doing a lot of work onto our central security platform, uh, so making sure that we play well with the other products and give as much information to security teams as possible. So uh, we're always looking to give more data and more context uh, to our customers, and uh, there's a lot of work going on on that. There's a number of uh, there's a number of announcements we will be making this year. Uh, around email security that I can't touch on, um, but there's there's a, a number of, of other big changes we have coming in the year that uh, we'll get into later in the year. So I'll come back and talk right. to you about them. Yeah, I'll have to have you back. One of the one of the things I think people need to watch out for this year is that supply chain impersonation that I, I spoke about earlier mm -hmm. on, uh, because that is that is something that we have seen particularly. Um, Customers who aren't uh, our cloud email security customers, um, you know, are seeing a lot of this and uh, trying to work out how to deal with it. So, if anyone listening has any problems with uh, these types of supply chain impersonation, um, I'd really ask that they do get in touch with us to talk about it because uh, this is something we've worked hard on uh, and uh, we've got a good grip on it. Yeah, the supply chain issues are something we highlighted in the. Um the 2019 predictions report. So I think probably anybody listening to this podcast, either uh, they, they all have this problem, whether they know it or not. So yeah, definitely should get in touch with you. Um, it, any closing thoughts, anything we didn't cover? Uh, no, I'd like to just 
reiterate the fact that, you know, if you are evaluating email security products, uh, always focus on the rate of change. It's, it is how fast, how fast we can change is really the judge of uh, how good we are. Uh, and that's, uh, <laughs> that's something that we live and die by here. Yeah, wake up every day with something else interesting to do. Well, uh, thank you very much, Ken, for coming on. We'll definitely have you back when we have future announcements. Uh, my name is Christopher Porter. I'm the Chief Intelligence Strategist here at FireEye, and you've been listening to the Eye on Security podcast. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris.